sing song. Sing my song. Dude, we said we can't record songs. Huh? We we can't. We can't. We can't sing songs. It's illegal. Really? Yeah. Copyright. No, you can't play a song, but you can sing a song. I don't know. Yeah, people sing songs all the time. Sing my song. Are you recording this? The whole time. Get out of here. Got you again. Did you record my sneeze attack earlier? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Your sneeze attack and you farted. <laughs> you had a fart attack. You had a fart attack. Oh. Okay. Well, hello, guys. Hi. Welcome to another episode of Us, the, the Wanderers. Why do I do that? I'm sorry. I'm not sure. That's so annoying. Okay. Hi, I... guys. It's Us, the Wanderers. That's so not annoying. That's so boring. That's my NPR intro. Welcome to Us the Wanderers. Today, we will be discussing the story of what? <laughs> the story <laughs> of what? What was it? Uh, today, we will be talking about our experiences doing work away. Yeah. So what is work away? Great question. Workaway is a website that allows you to get paired up or meet people who need extra hands. And you essentially work for free, but you end up getting housing or food in return. Yeah, you just volunteer a few hours a day and mm -hmm. help people out with whatever projects they may have. Um, a lot of it's pretty simple stuff, but if you're like a specialist in some stuff too, they're always looking for... Yeah, uh, you could be like a receptionist at a hostel, or you can help fix a fence, or <clears throat> you can do childcare. You do like gardening work, or yeah, it's, it's a myriad of things. Fixing and it's, projects. It's anything and everything. Um, but through that website, we found this one place in Borneo, in Malaysia, and it was basically running um, a, a jungle camp. And it was, first of all, amazing because we never planned on going to Borneo. That we, was, yeah, that was true. This was like four months into our trip to Southeast Asia and we hadn't really planned anything beyond Indonesia. No, but we were wanting to like save a little bit of money and I found this really cool camp in the website in Borneo. And I was sold. I was like, yeah, let's do it. And so we booked a flight mm -hmm. to Kota Kinabalu. Kota Kinabalu. It sounds like such... A badass name like like you're, you're like a summoning a demon <laughs> <laughs> like in Kota Kinabalu <laughs> or I guess don't don't say it in that tone and it yeah. sounds normal Kota Kinabalu I'm not sure how to pronounce it actually like me summon a demon Kinabalu there you go okay. yeah you're right that's mm. really first cool so we we booked a flight to Kota Kinabalu and then we got to this place um, in pouring, this is this is in Malaysia, by the way, not in Indonesia. Oh Borneo. right, yeah, Malaysian Indonesia, a uh, Borneo, <laughs> Malaysian <laughs> Indonesia, Malaysian Borneo, and um, it was amazing about P Borneo is that it's like super lush, full of wildlife, so beautiful. There's it's, parts of it feel extremely untouched and wild. 
I mean, I grew up watching Discovery Channel and all these wildlife shows. Absolutely. And it was totally like everything I had watched growing up. It was was bizarre. It was like... Like the cool bats coming out of the cave, the orangutans, proboscis monkeys, all of these cool creatures. Crocodiles and huge lizards and all sorts of birds and... A bunch of bugs. It was wild. It was definitely Borneo wild. Borneo was wild. But we want to talk about our experience just in this one jungle camp. So we signed up for Workaway. This was our first experience doing it. They accepted us, and it was around Christmas time. So we go to to the camp, and um, when you actually get to the town, the town is like uh, 50 people. And... Wait, you're talking about Renell? Yeah. Well, Renell? No, Pouring. Oh, Pouring, yeah. Yeah, like the town where you meet up is around like 50 people. There's like four or five shops, like two restaurants. Yeah, there's like a hot spring, like a native hot spring that became sort of a tourist attraction. But that's it. That's the only thing. And then there's service buildings to support that. But like once you get there, then somebody from the camp is supposed to meet you. And then we can all walk together for 30 minutes into the jungle. And it's like, at first it's okay. You just walk through like a like a banana plantation. Yeah, like the first 10 minutes is walking past like just farmland. And it's, it's all just like landscape. But after a little bit, you start going up into the woods and start climbing up into the mountain and... And yeah, then it's like complete isolation, total wild, and you have to like push trees aside and walk over a bunch of critters and cross bamboo bridges. Yeah, there's like a few creeks and there's like bridges made of bamboo to get over them. Um, yeah, but when like my favorite part is like the initial change between farmland into forest because it feels like walking into a fairy realm like the light was different i heard music i think maybe <laughs> like like glitter I, there was glitter i think like now i'm like romanticizing it but i was really a super big fan of just the, the that threshold between farm and forest it was it was cool after we did it a few times learning how to true. figure out the trail true, like okay true, there's true, this true. one tree that has a broken limb and then you make a left at this other rock <laughs> and then you pass this other red tree and then just follow the trail um we definitely got lost a bunch of times oh yeah and that wasn't fun i was like okay cool this is where i die i die in a fucking jungle in malaysia this is gonna be great i guess like should we talk about the first day that we got there like what that was like oh yeah definitely so we had gotten confirmation that yeah we're gonna start on this day so we take a bus ride from kota kinabalu to renal which is sort of like a smaller city and then from there we hired i don't remember like a taxi driver or something to take us to this pouring hot spring as we get there we're asking around like where to find the place like yeah like we didn't know who to contact like nobody told us like where to meet up so we were just going store to store saying like do you know who should who should be talking to and they're like i don't know just keep going to the next place so just keep going to the next place going to the next place going to the next place and we're starting to feel like okay we're this is not gonna happen we got bamboozled and finally we walk into a restaurant and there's like a like a couple like foreigners Mm -hmm. and we ask them about it and they're like oh yeah we're we're leaving right now we're heading there 
and like they had they no were, idea like, that we were coming they they were misinformed yeah. or or they weren't they weren't they weren't told at all okay because the thing is the communication between um i guess the management for yeah, this camp it was i was okay but um the like one of the managers would text the the volunteers which would be us in like an old school 2001 cell phone that you had like to type in every letter non qwerty non qwerty what's the opposite of qwerty t9 t9 texting t9 yeah like the one that you have to like press two like four times to get the letter c yeah okay butters is very active that's him he's running around he's jingle jingles hey buddy he's making a nest out of the pillows and Um, he will settle down eventually yeah and he's settled okay so, so yeah you have to like so every time we would get a message it would take me like 30 minutes to just be like <laughs> yes understood we will be there tomorrow like you take it for granted how easy it is to text now with like one hand Jesus. and just yeah. you can like kind of misspell it and it'll be autocorrected like back then you really it was like i'm gonna send a message might as well just be like doing smoke signals because <laughs> for sure <laughs> it was so complicated i but so we lucked out met these people in the correct place had we been 10 minutes late we would have missed it five minutes they were getting they were packing up and yeah, getting ready to leave. Like, leave yeah that's it it would have been over but um we met we met them just in the nick of time and then we started off the trek the first time we had to take our full backpacks so that's like how many pounds like 15 20 pounds oh we each had like 20 25 pounds of gear mm-hmm. of like our full backpack into the jungle with i'm like oh my god and then and it started to rain immediately into the, the like when we the got trek, into the thick of it like yeah, muddy. it just started pouring rain oh my god jesus and then we lost someone oh my god that's right that guy was gone it wasn't an, it wasn't a guest which was good but it was another volunteer but it was also his first day yeah it was his first day as well so he didn't know where the hell he was going so then like we had to split up the team and try to like we continued on to the camp and the other guy went back to find the, the, the missing lost. guy oh because he was like changing his shoes i think because he wasn't wearing like his boots and it was like getting muddy and also, first of all, why aren't you wearing your trekking shoes? You know you have to go 30 minutes into the jungle to get to the camp. Yeah. Well, also, I like I don't know how to maneuver around in like the sandals? No, in like a uh, the woods. What do you like, mean? Like I wouldn't be able to find the trail. Like oh, why would no. you be like, "Yeah, sure, I'll catch up." Yeah. Mistakes were made, but we found him. It was fine. So, when we get there and we start to settle in, our I think we could we should link this definitely like a picture of our hut oh yeah definitely we'll post a picture of our hut because it was um like a little bamboo shelter but open air and the roof was like a tarp and it had two two mats and a a mosquito net and that was it it was elevated off the floor maybe a couple feet and that's it it was all like open Mm -hmm. and then just there's like a half wall for semi-privacy but, but no storage nothing Everything no it's just, just like, like a flat there was a mat on the floor a mosquito net and that was it mm-hmm. and um so we settled in got all ready to go and then sometime during that day the first attempt happened the ants the ants <laughs> my nemesis my foes the motherfucking ants was it the first day i believe it was yes it was fuck those ants 
Hmm. It was day one. From day one, they were tormenting me. So, um, they're not... I thought they were fine. They're like tiny little minuscule ants. They look like a sprinkle. Like super teeny tiny. Maybe smaller than a sprinkle. But they were evil. There were so many of them. And they were crawling all over everything. <laughs> there was billions of them. Billions. Billions. They were crawling all over everything. And I had to um, like shake off all of our our clothes and like the blankets and everything. And I had to take down the mosquito net and clean that out. And it took forever and ever and ever. But I was like, well... <laughs> done problem solved put made everything back we had a full day of activities came back to sleep exhausted and i go to head and put my head on my clothing cube which is what i was using as a pillow and they start crawling all over like everywhere which wasn't fun it wasn't fun i was exhausted i was ready to go to sleep and then these fuckers <laughs> made another nest in my goddamn clothes so I had to, like, take everything down again. At this point, I was pissed. A whole rainforest, and they choose your clothes to build a nest. Yeah, I was pissed. I was so mad. I had to, like, take down everything <coughs> again and, like, shake them all off and da-da-da. But then, finally set that up, go to sleep. Go to sleep was, like, a optimistic way of saying, uh, laid there. And died of exhaustion and also fear for my life. I didn't sleep at all that night. <laughs> no. Maybe like 10 minutes. So, so okay, first let's kind of describe the camp, I think. Okay, yeah. Um, so you walk in and there's one long building that's like a communal building. And it's attached by a drawbridge to like the kitchen. Drawbridge? Not a drawbridge, uh, like a little wood bridge, sorry. Mm-hmm. There's no lifting parts. No. It's, not, it's super simple. And then there are like... And that's like the main kitchen area and that's on your right and then on your left there's like three little huts and then up on the mountain there's like another one for the guests for the guests and then like two in the back but everything's kind of spread out so you really can't see one another like unless you're on the main pathway and it's just jungle like it's all trees there's yeah. a river nearby so you hear a little bit of like white noise but that's it oh yeah and the bathrooms there's so when we say like basic it was like there's basic. no running water there's like, well, running there's water from the stream yeah yeah but there's no electricity no nope. everything is battery powered light there's no cell phone service candles we had candles we had candles it was like pre prehistoric time like it was yeah. very we went back in time and we were only there for like 15 or 16 days but it felt like we did so many things and so many things happened to us it felt like we were there for months years but i would go back in a heartbeat i loved it yeah i think it was definitely like a new like i had never really gone camping per se and even then like it's always been where there's like okay a generator like a bathroom with like running water like nothing like that wild um so it was it was a new experience and then that first night like i remember we were exhausted laying down and you start hearing all these creatures and you hear things crawling on the roof of our hut yeah things kind of going by the bushes like like touching the net all sorts of insects and critters and it's pitch black there's no light there's Mm -hmm. like a couple candles far off in the distance and if you were lucky to bring a torch which we didn't no one told us or... We were just dumb. I don't know. I assumed because I'm dumb. 
I assume they would be um, like some kind of like a generator or electricity, but no. Nothing. And we didn't have headlamps. And then finally, like, a, I don't know, a couple of days in, we went down to the village and bought headlamps. But those first couple of days, we were just like depending, living in darkness. <laughs> like depending on other people for light and just kind of feeling our way around the jungle. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the bathroom situation, that was another experience because it was like further down the main path and um, it was like four toilets on one side and like two showers on the other side and it's all still kind of open like there's closed stalls but it was like it's like a public bathroom without the walls around it I mean there's walls (laughs) there's walls around the stalls but it's all open air as well that's confusing like (laughs) it's a bathroom like a public bathroom stall that has like rickety walls like but instead not, of being, in, but instead like, of being in a building, it's, it's outside. outside. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the sink was like one communal trough situation. Um, but the toilets, there is like one Western toilet. I never used it. Me either. One Western toilet and three squat toilets. And the squat toilets, like the name suggests, is a hole in the ground that you squat over and you shit in. So <laughs> there's a bucket and, and a bar of soap. No. Yeah. No bar of soap. You have oh, to yeah, it's provide just a your bucket. own soap. Yeah. It was a bucket of water and then you just like put like scoops of water into the toilet, the hole, so the it flush. flushes. So it washes away everything. At first I was like, Well, this is gonna be horrible but it's actually super efficient and easy to use and I preferred it over the Western regular toilet because that one required way more water to flush it. And it would never really, like, it just, it felt gross. Yeah. So, like, this, the squat one, I was just hovering, like, no, none of my body was touching that. It was okay. (laughs) It was okay. Like, no problem. So, yeah, you already know I hated the ant situation. And um, I was, like, already bitter with the ants. So, as, like, personal revenge one day, there was an ant in the squat toilet. (laughs) And I was like, yes. And I peed on him. (laughs) (laughs) He was like in my stream of pee. And I was like, wow. That's so like cruel. You know, you know what? I didn't mention the whole story about the ants. Because yes, they were annoying once in the daytime, twice when I was trying to sleep. The next day in the morning, Mm -hmm. they were back. So I was like, oh, hell no. So I took everything down again. I sprayed like raid or whatever some kind of like insect killer all over the hut didn't stop them oh it did i murdered the whole colony and i realized they made little highways oh inside God. the bamboo and yeah they had like trails like highways yes to and get I was around like, i crushed their highways oh my god i'm such you a barbarian like a full cleaning like total demolishing of their entire system civilization <laughs> civilization Oh, now I feel bad. But in the moment... Oh my god, so I just remembered something. Mm-hmm. Our shoes. We... Fucking ants, huh? Yeah. Yeah, so, uh-huh. <clears throat> Not so nice now. The first day we went down to the river and tried to cross the other side and ended up getting our shoes wet, which really sucks in the jungle because it is so humid that nothing ever really dries. Yeah. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. But I would leave my shoes out to kind of dry a little bit just on the front step. And in the morning, there was like 
a full ant colony inside each of my shoe. Yeah, bitches. And so I would have to spend half an hour like throwing it on a rock, trying to to shake them all out. Yeah, they're like being such bitches. So I got fed up that day. I sprayed the whole hut, and then using the can because I ran out of like spray, um, I used the can to crush the ones that were living. <laughs> I went full barbarian on them. This I massacred. The, this is the second day. This isn't like no. Like I, I massacred a whole whole village, basically. Oh, my God. And then the leeches. Oh, fucking leeches. So everywhere near the water, you had to, like, constantly be checking yourself because they would just kind of cling on to you and then start biting. And I got leeches the first day, I think, like, getting there. And that was my first experience with the leech, too. Yeah, and they don't die. First of all, they're, all, they're really difficult to get off. You kind of have to, like, roll them to kind of get off because you can't pull them because they'll, like, regurgitate. That's no good. And you may get sick. And then if they bite you, you can't stop bleeding for, like, hours. Like, they, like, inject some sort of, like, anticoagulant. Mm-hmm. And, so they could feed off of you. Mm-hmm. And then if you manage to get it off, they're virtually indestructible. Yeah, because we're like, okay, cool. It's off now. I smashed it with a rock. It's like trying to kill a rubber band. Like, <laughs> like That's nothing. That's so true. Ex- exactly. Like, I smashed it with a rock and it was like... It just pissed them off. Yeah, it's like, ah, I'm like gonna get you. Like, rock to rock, like, just, and nothing happened. Just, like, keep going around trying to reattach to, like, bite you. And I was, like, smashing the crap out of it. Nothing. Finally decided to let me grind it down. And, like, it kind of got all, like, dusty and dirty, Ew. but it was still moving around. I was like, oh, my God, this thing is, like, I know, like please alien life form. <laughs> yeah, man. The critters in the jungle are no joke. But, yeah. Um, speaking of critters, what about the rats? Oh, my God. There's so many rats. There's so many rats. They were smart as hell, too. We would... So, part of our jobs as, like, volunteers was cooking for the guests. And so we would take turns. There was well, we didn't say what our job was. We just said like we got to the jungle. Oh yeah, that's true. So we're okay, we were running this camp essentially because the manager wasn't really there that often. He just like gave us some tasks and went about his. He, he yeah, like he was running other ventures, and so he would like kind of put like he would show the volunteers how to do stuff, and then put them in charge, and then kind of come back every few days. Yeah. So um, our job was to pick up guests from from the little town pouring which was a 30 minute truck away um take them to the camp settle them in um help them out with whatever walks or hikes they wanted to take and make three meals for them and generally people went there to like take some hikes trekking around the jungle and just relax just relaxing quiet time there's a nice like river that you could kind of go and swim in there's a waterfall there's leeches yeah <laughs> and then we would do trekking with the guests too which was mm-hmm. fun i learned like couple trails and would walk around with like a rope and a machete and just very, kind of like, very <laughs> jungle geo wild yeah um and we would cook them meals with like a gas stove um and like headlamps and candles because we couldn't see anything in the kitchen um everything we had to keep going back and forth to the village to pick up food because buy supplies and yeah because we couldn't keep that much food everything was there's no refrigeration yeah so everything was vegetarian everything was like fresh produce or cans Mm -hmm. or 
Because even like the dry goods, they would go bad because of the humidity. Because the fucking rats. And the rats. If if anything, w- oops, sorry, hit the mic. Oh, sorry. Um, if anything was in a plastic containers, the rats would get in it. They would so chew through the plastic. They would chew through the plastic, get into the food, and we're like, well, we're definitely not going to eat that. Thanks, rat. You can have this thing of rice. Um, we would be making a meal, and as we're like plating, yeah, they would like come. They would out. just kind of come out. And we're like, like get out of here, rat! Get out of here. <laughs> they were cute though. But um, one time you were taking some guests to we, the jungle. We did a night trekking, and so we go out with um with our headlamps and look for things that shine in in the darkness. And those are like the reflection of the eyes of different creatures. Um, and so we went out and whatever. Like th- those are never guaranteed. So like just to make it nice, make it nice. I went. Um, I went ahead and made some some <coughs> joffles, which is basically like like a toasty sandwich. Yeah, it's like, a, like a sweet like with the, like a Nutella and bananas. Just kind of grilled bread sandwich with yeah jam or. Mm-hmm. So I made Nutella banana joffles for for the for you guys because it'll be nice. It was like I think a little rainy that day, so like if they don't see any animals, at least they come back to a tasty treat. Yeah, it was raining at night, so so I went ahead made the joffles. I knew you guys would be back in like not too long, so I put it in the middle of the table. I was reading my book, and I look and there's a rat coming, and I was like, I see you, rat, get out of here. This is this is my food. Get out. And the rat's like, oh, okay, fine. And he left. <laughs> and then I continued on to reading my book. And I look down. Guess where the rat is? In the middle of the fucking plate. Fearless. Eating a sandwich. Now that I'm remembering it, I want to say he grabbed it with both hands and was eating at it. <laughs> and like flicking me off. Which is probably incorrect. Little but bastard. he was definitely in the middle of the plate. So I was like, and I didn't even want to like give him the plate. I shoot him off and I threw away the food and like in a bin container that they couldn't get because I was being extra petty. I was like, if I can't have it, no one can have it. You were it. being extra. <laughs> I was being very petty. I'm like, no one can have this. If I can't have this, you cannot. Rat. But fucking rats, man. Um. Yeah, it was it was interesting seeing how much like during the day you don't really perceive there to be a lot of wildlife other than a few insects and squirrels. And then when you really start looking, you yeah. start to see stuff everywhere. So much. Like things. F- four days in when I found a pit viper uh, on a branch right next to our open air hut. Yeah. Um, poisonous, by the way. Super venomous. So. And I remember seeing it and being like, oh, I've seen this before. Yeah. And, and like, then, yeah, you and Net the other Geo volunteers or... were like, oh cool a snake and i was like nope guys nope no 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 no. let's back up let's back up that's a viper look at its face it has a diamond face diamond (laughs) face means means poison and you're like it's poisonous right it's poisonous i'm like uh yeah i don't know i'm like no it's definitely poisonous it's definitely poison diamond shaped face means poison let's get out of here (laughs) and then the other the other volunteer was like oh touch it i'm like if you touch it you die yeah that's when i was like no dude i think it is poisonous don't touch it let's let's step back yeah and then of course it was poisonous we found a book in the the main like hangout area and about snakes of borneo and lo and behold <laughs> there it is it was cute though it was like a baby one yeah um i mean it was beautiful but i don't want to mess with it man i'm realizing now i've 
we saw two, three. We saw three at the camp. We saw two juveniles and then an adult one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's already like so many creature, like creatures and whatever. And then like the more you look, the more you actually notice how many things can kill you. Oh my god! So then when when Mike came back, who was the manager, mm-hmm. like the first night. Yeah, he is like whatever eagle eye. Yeah, he's he's like he's like a jungle dude. Like he just goes out and he finds all sorts of stuff, and he he walks around with a camera and a flashlight, and just finds stuff everywhere. And so the first night we had finished having dinner, and he's like looking around in, in front of our hut, like between our hut and like another one, and then he like whistles, and we're like, what? And later he told us like, oh, when I'm whistling, like that's a sign, like hey, Get I over found here, something. There's an animal. And we run over and he's like deep in the in like the the grassland the grass grassland the and grass. then he's like look you see it over there you see it over there and then he just lunges at it and pulls out like a i don't know it must have been like an eight foot long snake yeah it was like black with a yellow belly this is five feet in front of our doorway yeah <laughs> it was right in front of our hut I'm like oh my god oh my god oh my god that was also a venomous snake just a really large one. Like, the pit viper was, like, a tiny guy. He yeah, was, that was, like... Know, 12 inches long. Yeah, like, like, a foot, a foot and a half. This one was... This one was big. Yeah, I'm like, oh, God. I'm like, we're gonna die here. <laughs> but I... I don't know. I still loved it. You know, we're actually hitting, like, almost 30 minutes total recording time. So maybe we could cut this into two episodes. But before we cut it... um. So I wrote in a journal this whole time that we were we were in Asia and I want to close it with an excerpt of how I was feeling at the exact moment. This is this is the last day. Yeah, this is like one of the last days that we were oh, I'm so sorry. God, I'm so <laughs> awkward. Okay, this is like the last day and um this is how I was feeling. January 9, 2016. I'm currently in Borneo jungle, sitting in my bamboo hut, writing this. There is no electricity, and it takes 30 minutes trucks to get here. We're volunteering here, so we're basically around the place. Today, I'm over it. It's been 15 days, and I'm done. (laughs) Um, I can't wait to leave. I'm made of dirt at this point. My toes are beyond repair. I have too many bites and scratches to count, and I haven't had a proper shower since we got here. I pee in a bucket at night, (laughs) not to walk to the toilets in pitch black darkness. It hasn't been all that bad, but this very minute, I just don't want to (laughs) deal. So that's us. That was peeing in a bucket. I pee in a bucket, and I just don't want to deal. And I'm made of dirt. (laughs) So that's that's my overall feeling at the moment. I have so many stories, though. Yeah. So we just want to cut it here. And we'll come back to it later and talk about how I almost set the forest on fire. Hmm. I almost got bit by something more venomous than a <laughs> snake. Yeah. So we'll 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 catch you up next time. But um, for now, bye. Bye, guys. Mm-hmm.